encouraging, 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 positive, 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 understanding, understanding, understanding. It's Relationships Are Us. Your host, Relationship Guru, a.k.a. Big Goo, and D. Love Jones are here to create a positive and encouraging environment with the science of happiness and understanding with tangible conversations with an emphasis on long-lasting relationships. It's Relationships Are Us. Be sure to like and subscribe to Relationships Are Us. Are Us. Are Us. What's up? What's up, people? You know what this is. It's the relationship guru, aka Big Goo, in here with D Love Jones. Uh getting ready for this episode of Relationships of Us. D Love Jones. What, what we on today? Are we going live or are we recording? No, nah, we recording. We not live. We not going live? Mm-mm. Okay. All right, cool. Well, what up, what up, what up, what up? Listen, we've been kind of quiet for the past couple of weeks, but I'm feeling good today. How y'all feeling? Hey, I'm great. Can we introduce uh, our special guest today? Yeah, we can introduce, you know, we, uh, you know, this one, this one, man, you know, it's funny that her last night long, because it's been a long time coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely <laughs> been a long time coming, you know what I'm saying? And then... I had to go to the store and guess what? Then I had to come back down Lee Road. So um mm. so I had to come back down Lee Road, man. So look, I was like, man, this one of my people, people. You know, I gotta introduce it like a rapper. This one of my partner. They're my they're my nigga. I don't know what I'm saying. So uh I like to introduce the world to this compliment this podcast, you know what I'm saying? The extraordinaire Miss Kalita, Miss Camila Lee Long. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Welcome. Let me give you the speaker, the curator, the producer, and development professional, director of leadership and gifts. She's in the arts community. She is telling powerful stories. And today, she's about to act up with us on Relationships or Us. That's why we we brought you. I'm not sure if you knew. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I'm here to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Hey! Hey, that is. So, uh, so we were starting to have a discussion a little bit, and I know D. Lil Jones got a couple of things that she wanted us to go down, but uh, but uh, mm-hmm. just to, uh, but you know, but just to get this thing started and just go ahead, uh, you know, because I'm dealing with two dominant women right here, so. Uh, <laughs> And so the first thing that I would like to know, just to uh, just to get it rolling, what's y'all fears of? Uh, uh, what, what what are y'all fears of dating and fears of love? Like what what is what do you fear the most? You know, for me, that scene in um, what's that movie with all waiting to exhale, right? Right. And the girl, the, the pretty girl with the little peach dress on, and she end up with the little, the little, uh, the little chubby man. You know what I mean? And she gives a chubby man a shot, and then he turned into the asshole on him. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my worst nightmare. Like to like really, <laughs> you know, I feel like I could queen a man, a king a man, and they don't queen you back. You know, so mm-hmm. you don't want to give yourself away, and then you know you can these men you empower them so much just by your presence and being with them or them saying they have been with you and they get all empowered right and then try to treat you like you nothing afterwards mm. so I, my fear is to empower the wrong man wow mm. that's first of all that's heavy yeah <laughs> <laughs> i felt that on so many levels that was listen yeah that's a real issue um, I'll say, um, my fear, I feel like I've already lived my, one of my worst fears. So I feel pretty prepared for, what, for what's next, but I would say that one of my fears is, um, making the same mistake again. 
because I feel like we are all supposed to learn from our experiences and in our in the decisions that we made in the past. So I would say one of my biggest fears is like being like, God damn it, I knew better than this. And <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's called a regret. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you go from a mistake and then after the mistake, it's called a regret. Then you start. Absolutely. And I can't stand a regret. And Magic, what's mm-hmm. yours? Oh, man. My biggest fear is, uh, you know, uh, being with a person, loving them, and turn out, you know, like um, like they were like the neighborhood slut or something like that. Uh, you know, everybody them busting down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, so that's a really big, that's one of my, like, biggest fears. That's why I always try to choose wholesome women. Um, so it don't matter if she's true to that. you. It don't matter if she's true to you. It don't matter if she's still dedicated, that she gonna love you, like, from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Your concern is that is whether or not she been ran through. Yeah, but I said all of that, she need to be true to me. She need to be dedicated all the way. And, you know, and with low mileage. But let me I, ask you something. How do you, oh, I'm sorry, uh, D. Uh, no, you got it, Lee, you got okay. it. Okay, how do you calculate low mileage? I mean, high mileage after you already been with somebody? When did it become a factor? Like, you know what I mean? Did you tend to learn after the fact or to know before the fact? Well, you well, you tend, you know, well, since I'm on here with, you know, women that I respect and I, you know, and I hopefully I can say this with ease, but, um, like I would consider both of you guys to be low mileage women. Now I don't know, but you know, <laughs> I would consider that, you know what I mean? Because I know I like, I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that you can hold the title of a wife, uh, with good you know it, it'll be in good good hands you know like i feel a man can go places with you and ain't got to worry about walking them all but like, oh damn, i used to knock her down you know what i'm saying like and everywhere you go it's like man you remember we ran train on her and such and such, such, such. you know because it's this chick i went to high school with until this day her name is still the same they call this girl her name is all right blowhead and so even when we see her at the Mardi Gras, like, what's up, blowhead? She was a kid and everything. So that's my biggest, that's one of my biggest fears, man. Okay, ain't nobody judging your fear, though. I would tell you that. <laughs> ain't nobody judging your fear <laughs> on that, because that's that's real in your mind. Yeah, like, okay, you don't, don't want to be with her. You don't want to walk down the aisle and everybody like, pss, 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 right. you know, um, or whatever that is. You want to feel proud. You want to feel like you have something uh so but that's a whole nother episode to talk about to me we need to like that you know y'all need to have a parking lot on the show like when <laughs> right. like that, that then come back and then you need to have the takeout show be like let's go through the parking lot you know okay. <laughs> so we're gonna park that with magic right let's park that one. Okay, wait let's park. let me just say one one thing there's the only thing i need to say is that Make sure that whatever you worried about, you you make sure you don't qualify for the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure she just as proud to have you standing by her side. Yeah, well, you know, well, you know, tread free. Don't don't be ran through, and then want somebody. To I'm just you know, through. see, don't don't make me sad, D, because I'm just like, because we if we think about the if I was to think about the mileage on your package. You know what I mean? Could Joe Miles and her miles, like, you know what I mean? Who get to be in the sky high club? And and is you want her to check your miles? Like, how can she measure yours as well? So um, and then not. what don't she want the same thing? Does she want to go somewhere and not feel like everybody in the room and being with her man? You know, so that's why I say let's put it on the parking lot because <laughs> um it brings so much, so many questions that I really want to break that thing apart with you. Um <laughs> so maybe we can actually chisel a piece, you know, chisel a form out of because you know we'll never get to the bottom of that conversation but you know how you can get the sculpture and it's a right they we start can, with the block of wood but we can start chipping off well, i'm thing. gonna let you know now i'm not scared now like i'm gonna take like burning back i'm not scared of you you know what i'm saying like you know because i'm gonna stand on it i'm gonna tell you like i know i know that's like, why i love it i know yeah, you. i'm gonna stand on because i told this i mean the love john like this was gonna be lit today i told you you ain't the one that let me slide by with nothing 
Yeah, I'm like, I hear you on yeah, that one. This one ain't that show, but it needs to be a show. I'm ready. I'm ready for that conversation right there. And D ready too. I can D, D more than ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so fear. So now, so what's the healthy way to go about when you do have fears? So what's the healthy thing? Cause you know, cause I say, you know, cause I'm in the thing, you know what? You don't need to work on nobody else. You just need to work on you. You know what I mean? Like, so I wake up every day and, and try to figure out a way I can be better with the person that I'm with. I work on me. I don't worry about it. Be like, oh, well, she should have do this and she do that and such and such. I just work about only the things that I can do that can make things better between the person. You know what I mean? So what healthy things you do to overcome your fears because, you know, because the fear that I have you know, it was very, you know, it was very, you know, I made it clear from day one, like, hey, look, it's, in, it's in, you know, it's imperative that you're not a thought, you know, <laughs> like I made that clear. So, well, you know, I hope you wasn't picking her up in a place where it was thoughtlicious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you can go somewhere where thoughtlessness happens and then asking them not to be a thought. Like, where are you at not to make sure you ain't picking up a thought? You know, at the end of a thought, whatever you want to call it, you know, at the end of the day. So I think that's street. You can't have a looking like one, and that's the thing you're attracted to, but you want her to be everything but what she looked like and right. what you actually like them looking like. You know, because a thought don't come dressed like that and with the booty out and the thing, you know, and all of that. I mean, I mean, the one that you might be looking for, but that might be the thing that catches your eye. So, what kind of message are you sending out with the person you? Praying name the thought, even though they look like a thought. Okay, well, listen, Dad, hold on a second. I gotta see, cause listen, you know what? Because most men want a church woman with thought qualities. First of all, okay. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, one that ain't gonna hold back in the bedroom, one, you know what I mean? But know how to carry them, you know, you know how to conform you know how to be a business person in the business light you know how to be a church person in the church light you know how to be you know a freaking big you know like so yeah so you know so i say most men want or like uh, a decent woman with some fat qualities i think my my i think most you, men want a woman they can wipe like toilet tissue on their butt and throw them away I think Ooh. that's what they be going. I think they just want to throw them away. Half the women they want to be with with no nothing attachment. They want to get them mm-hmm. and then throw them away and tell them bye bye. Um, so I don't agree that all of them want somebody that's gonna stay. I want. They, I think that, that's why men. That's why prostitution is so high of a business that will go on because they get to go do what they do. We get throw them away. Now they get to buy them a purse, buy them a, some titties, buy them some ass, you know, buy them some things. And then they don't have to like have any commitment to them. And they just keep running through folks and just giving them things. And um, so I don't know. And D, there you go. Um, I'm a, No, I'm listen, listen, I'm not mad at you for being real because the, I mean, first of all, Big Goo, what you said sounds good, but for the women who are out there who are literally prayed up, staying faithful, all of these things, you meet a regular dude and they they not with none of that. They don't want you to come to the table with morals. They don't want you to come to the table with values. They don't, that, that's not until they are 48 years old and they ready to get married. But up until the end, they need you to be completely freaked out. And, and I'm, I'm being, I'm grossly over exaggerating here, but for the most part, like when you say that, half the dudes out there, like if we do a poll right now, when they meet a woman, if a woman tells them like, look, I'm not, I'm celibate, I'm out here, I'm willing to date you and hang out and do all of these things, but you, it ain't going down unless I know that this is a real situation. They moving on to the next. So when you Can say that, I feel like enough. it's an exaggeration. Go ahead, Lee. And they're just trying to date you long enough to see if they're going to, you know, they're going to continue doing what they're doing and or try to date you long enough to see if they're going to break you if you even come with those morals and values. It's just like, oh, with that understanding, you understand that I got to get mine, right? 
you understand that I'm gonna be doing this until you know until you ready. unless they really like you and then you know maybe they'll start coming in your direction but if they actually you know allow the time to come and get to know you in that way but this day and age it's like why would I spend time getting to know you because I want to be with you when I can be with all these other people until they find a reason within themselves that is you you know so they can me I'm of the mindset then to go ahead then move on if that's where I'm at then you go ahead and oh no 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 you don't get to be kissing on me and then licking somebody else at night you know and then coming to try to just kiss me because me and you just on a kissing level you don't get to go do that and be up in my mouth you know <laughs> so you don't get to have me that's mm. it mm-hmm. and so uh so if a man is not willing to wait uh in the physical aspect but he willing to wait in every other aspect, emotional aspect, spiritual aspect, you know, uh, but he just ain't willing to wait in the physical aspect. He's devaluing you. But and reverse that, that and ask go. yourself that same question. I want you to reverse that and say that to yourself. If a woman is willing to wait on all of these other levels, but not physical, are you okay with her going out and smashing whoever she want to smash because you choose not to move forward in that in that capacity? See, but this what we got to get the talk got to really hit the you know, the rubber got to hit the uh, got to hit the road there because we can't compare apples to oranges like men are not women. That's not apples. Not apples, not apples, to apples. It's human. You both are human people. Right, but we're different kind. But we men like you know there are some understandable double standards whether we like them or not. Understandable now, for who though? Yeah, but I mean, because, it's like, if you think about double standards, came they double standards were more more acceptable in a place where women required way more of men than what we get now. It ain't no double standards no more. You got women coming to the table, you won't have on the rent. You know what I'm saying? You won't have on the mortgage. You won't you she you depending on her job. You depending on her to do all these other things. It ain't no double standards are no longer acceptable. Okay, well, you know, so it's some things that so you're willing to do everything that um, if you were in a relationship, so, so you're willing to do everything the man do in that relationship. First of all, everything. every man don't do the same thing in a relationship. I'm saying though, so it's so, so it's things. So I'm saying, so I'm pretty sure you got some old school values about yourself, D. Jones. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, so it's some things that you see as women's work, and it's some things you see as men's work. It's some things you see as a man responsibility. It's some things you see as a woman responsibility. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, cause you know, cause I know us being a Southern people, we got to have, or we have been introduced to it, or we believe it. Either way, we know about it. So I'm like, I'm not gonna believe that D. Love Jones doesn't have a secret pocket over there where she feels like, you know what? I'm not doing certain things because I'm a woman. So let me tell you, it, I don't have the luxury of doing that when I'm single, right? So while I'm single, I'm doing everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing whatever I thought was a man's job, whatever is a woman's job, whatever. I'm doing the whole shebang, right? So I can't go into a relationship and meet a man. Like, first of all, men be wanting you to cook a Southern neck bones, baked macaroni and cheese, greens. They want you to be able to cook the whole spread, but they can't change a carburetor. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, so it's like, at some point, you got to look at the person that you're with and determine what you need from them. Because if you're not going to be able to say have this standard of like, I need a man that can do this, 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 and he got to do, because some men aren't capable. Some men was raised by their mothers. They don't have no more skill set than you do. So it's right. like, do you count them out? Right. Now, those the men that are making it hard for solid men. Because these women coming with all this emotional bag. And I feel sorry for the women that have to deal with these men that come with this emotional baggage, these, you know, these, these soft tendencies that they come with. You know, um, you know, uh, uh I I literally seen um a girl jacking up her car. Chain her tie and the dude passing her too. Um, I literally seen that because you know, and you know, and when we pulled over, me and my homeboy, we pulled over. When we pulled over, they said, "What's going on?" The dude told us. He said, "I told her to call Triple A. That was the Triple A for dude. You're not gonna get chain tie, get this woman outside the road." 
So you're going to have an attitude because she ain't do what you say. She didn't call Triple A. She'd rather change the side herself. Now, I said, now in my mind, if I were her, when I got through putting the tie on, I'm going to leave you standing right here. Now, in my mind, so yeah, so I'm so I'm with y'all on that. But there is on, but you know, but but changing ties, if you with if you in a relationship and you with a man, you know, you feel like if y'all get a flat tie, you don't feel like you're supposed to get out and change the tie. Am I wrong or right? If I'm with a man. Yeah, if you're with a man. No, to be honest, because I'm one of those mothers who raised one of those sons who don't effing know how to... I know how to change the tire when I have to because I can read directions, okay? And if I'm stranded alone, but if my son was with me, I would be instructing him, hey, read them directions and figure it out. You know what I mean? If we can't, or we'll figure it out together because, you know what I mean? Like, I, I he don't have the father figure in his life that would taught him those things, you know? So if I met a man because of that and the empathy that I do have who didn't know, then, but I wouldn't be down there doing it. I'd be like, hey, it looked like it say, you put it underneath here. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you put it there, yeah, now grab the tie and put, yeah, if you pull that and then you'll see me assisting if it, if it was something, you know, but I'm not gonna be like so complacent, like, let me get it. And I, you know, and I'll do it that way, but I do have empathy on what, uh, what, and then to me, our ideas of what's masculine um, and what's mm -hmm. feminine, um, I tend to like a sensitive man because my one of my other fears is, and I guess that goes along with it, is that the person will be a jerk, you know, because I, I love it, highly intelligent men. But the, the the on the flip side of that is they, they're cocky and sometimes they can be an asshole and a jerk at the yeah. same time. Um, and so I that's what I don't like, you know, imagine you so I don't like to feel like I'm being dismissed and someone is being like heartless. I don't want a heartless man. And one of my other things is I want to be treated warmly. When I say warmly, I mean, not just like, um, just in the bedroom. I mean, like after I had my long day work, cause I do work and put in time, you know, I, I like to be just held for a little while, you know, and that's the kind of man I want someone who can just hold me. If they see I'm sad, they'll ask me if, What's wrong? I don't need him to, I do need him to take out the trash now. Cause that's a, that, that's one of my, that's my thing. Like you taking out the trash. Like, okay, that's a, I so that's a double standard. And I'll do the dishes if you hate the dishes, right? Okay, but if you love the dishes and I, and I, and, and you hate the trash, then I might be like, well, you do the dishes. I'll do the trash then, you know, if I ain't got to do the dishes. So I think it's a bargain between mm -hmm. uh, both because the roles are, they have shifted. We don't need the same things that we need. I'm so glad I was brought up in this time period to where that man didn't give me everything. Like, cause you are at his mercy when you can't provide for yourself and everything is coming on him. You are at his mercy. So I'm just grateful that I'm brought up in a time that I'm not at the mercy of a man's character. I'm at the mercy of my own character and choosing. I get to choose the type of character I want to mail with. Because it, it's a sad day when you have that much power. So I think men have had a lot of power over women and they didn't always wield it carefully. And we have evolved into who we are. Just like now the elephants are starting not to, the female elephants now are having babies with no tusks and they don't grow them anymore because of the poachers have been poaching for so long. Now elephants are starting not to grow tusks anymore. So it's certain things that we just won't be developing in our muscle and brain that'll be passed on anymore. So some of this, that old thinking won't even be a thought for the new generation of women and men. So what is masculinity when a whole generation grew up with the man going off to work with the lunchbox and the mom at home? And that's a whole three generations of them seeing the mother going off and working all day and coming home. Like that's changing everything. And I do want to say big goo because I'm gonna give it back, give you a little bit of credit because I understand what you're saying. Like, yes, I in an ideal world, the person that I'm with will be able to do everything that my father could do because I have a fa I have a father that I'm close with, so I got to see. Like, there was nothing in, in nothing that happened in our home that he wasn't able to address, to address, and he didn't facilitate. It was rare that you even saw a service person coming to our home, you know. And I mean, ideally, yes, that would be great because I didn't necessarily build that muscle and that skill set um, to be able to say that that wouldn't be a relief for me as a woman. 
However, I just don't feel like we ha necessarily have the same luxury to expect that as we did in the past. It, it's a nice to have, but everybody is different. Right. It is. You know, and I don't think that a lot of mothers have been honest with their daughters when it comes to a lot of things like your mom and your dad, they, you know, they had a good relationship or whatever it may be. And your dad was the provider. He was the head of his house, you know, from what it sounds like, you know, because it was a problem. He was going to figure out how to solve it. So he was the head of his house. You know what I'm saying? He could cover it over his house like a man's supposed to do. So now within that, mama can't do everything daddy do. Daddy can do everything mama do, but definitely mama can do everything daddy do. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where the term comes from. I, I pay the cost to be the boss. All that comes from. See, these are the understandable double standards. And not that, uh, and, and I think it's an insecurity that most women grow up with now that they can't play their part. That they can't play their role the way that, you know, they should play it. You know, um, regardless of what it is um what role you have to play they can't play it because they got these insecurities of what they sister gonna say what what sis gonna say sis gonna be like girl you a fool you know what i'm saying girl you know if she cook every day if she play her role the way she you know the way she may you know that's comfortable for her to play her role you know every woman don't want to be uh it's super bad in our house. Every woman don't want to make our decision. Every woman don't, you know, some, some women want to uh, uh, feel like that they can depend on their guy, they, they, they husband, they boy. Some, some women want that. But, you know, but you got sis over here saying, girl, you better not want that. Girl, you know what I'm saying? You, you'll be a fool to, to even trust a man like that. You know what I'm saying? You need to get up and go to work. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't depend on him for nothing. But this is what will make her happy. And you're telling her to go away from her happiness because of your fears and your insecurities. Every man is not going to dog every woman out. Every woman is not going to cheat on every man. You know, so just because things have happened to you doesn't mean that that's law for everyone else. That's your experience. So now I think that a lot of people are messed up because people put their fears, especially when it comes to relationship, on other people. But the thing about it is, like, if that's your dream, sister, go, go, go pursue it. You know what I mean? But sometimes, like, uh, to me, the sister be like, girl, do it. Because, you know, I've definitely been a, when I had my son, I was a stay-at-home mom. And I thought that's what I wanted to be until that's what I was. I was like, oh, I ain't meant for this shit to sit down all day and wait on somebody to come home and be, like, taking a child for a stroll and then play solitaire and watch tv like i was like ooh, you know this is not i'm not built like this i thought that was my dream my own self so i found that out for my own self like oh i better go back to school and finish my degree so i can do my passion and what i love which i actually have a passion in life so for some people just like in raising in the sun to play mm -hmm. that's all ruth wanted was to do is to have a house and to be a mom and that's all right it's some folks who that is their dream and they should live it to the fullest yeah, um, and, and so have many that, other and, people telling them yeah, that, that's their that dream. dream that they stupid for that. They stupid for wanting to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they, yeah, but, I don't think they're stupid for that. But if that same girlfriend know that that Negro, similar to the play fences, <laughs> go out to the bar, give you your little money, give you what you're supposed to have, make sure you have your house and you go out and impregnate another woman and live in whole relationship just because he doing what he's supposed to do. And that don't work neither. You know so on, on either side so that, that it works both ways but as the girlfriend being the one determining that women gonna do what they want to do how they want to do it and be who ain't, ain't no girlfriend never stopped no woman from being we don't have that much power we, oh, yeah. we as, as i tell my friends i'm just there to pick up the pieces baby go mm. do what you need to do your friend will be here to pick up the pieces should they ever fall now, i kind of disagree because i've seen sis they use this sis term this sis, when I I get scared when I hear the word sis. I hear sis saying sis to sis, sis. When they get to saying sis, it scares me now because I know that that's an influence. But you a good man, it ought not to scare nothing. Hey, it scares me. I mean, it scares me for them, but not for me. It ain't gonna affect <laughs> what I got going on. But I'm like, man, because it's like it, it's like sis is just hypnotizing to them. They feel like they can count on them and believe and trust what they tell them and the advice that they give them all because <laughs> they say sis. 
Yeah, I mean, you know what? Listen, if you're not a strong-willed and a strong-minded person, then maybe so. I have literally a, just a plethora of strong, amazing women that I can call at any time and tell them my issues and whatever, whatever. But I always take advice with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? Because you're in it, you're living in it. And so I don't think that most women are so feeble-minded that they just take what one woman says who has a dominant personality and just applies it to, across their life. You know what I'm saying? I've had friends who decided to become a stay-at-home mom and it did not go well. And I was like, listen, this is great. Let's see how it works out. When when he started, when he started basically treating her like, hey, I run this because I'm paying all the bills and everything you're doing ain't really about nothing. I was there then. And I just think that I don't, I mean, there's maybe some women that take take advice as like golden and just act on it. But I feel like most women are living that and they and they're they may be guided to a certain extent, but most of them are living it. So they can't just take what one person says and just uproot their whole situation. Right. And, so. and, and it is risk. There is risk associated with that. If you were to, mm -hmm. let's say me, got my degree, all this, and I meet somebody and they say, baby, I don't want you to work no more. I want you to do this. And then, and, mm -hmm. I, and I do that. And then my resume is blank for five years and your ass cheat on me. And then I find myself out there in the world having to strive or it doesn't work out because I, I listen to you. And then when you, whatever you mad about, or I'm mad about, you're not ready to provide for me or even offer. And I haven't even had 10 years into this thing. That is a risk that I would have to take to be vulnerable in that way that my career would stop. And I, and I got to explain why I ain't had a job in five years trying to get back in the market. Should I do? So it is a risk associated with it. Um, it's not the same anymore. It's like, oh, I got to not now go to McDonald's or start off like I might have left making 120 or 150 or whatever and then now I got to go back down to 60k and it can't pay for no lifestyle that I've earned that's a big risk to take with someone telling you so you have to be like you know think about that for yourself and yeah women think but women speak on this so strong women speak on this so strong and I'm and I'm glad you're speaking on it with the passion that you're speaking on the UN did no no you spoke on it Nah, I'm gonna, but you're saying, but the risk for, you know, the trust factor is what we're really talking about now. Mm -hmm. So the trust okay. factor, you know, so, uh, so I'm gonna tell you, you know, like men take a lot of risk too, because it's, it's, you know, it's really hard for a man to trust a beautiful woman. A very attractive one, men do not automatically trust beautiful women. Because there's so much parked at your door. It's so many opportunities parked at your door. It's so many advances parked at your door. It's so many things coming at parked at your door. So, you know, being very attracted to having a very, that's why most men, when they really get ready to sell down, they choose somebody they kind of attracted to, but kind of mediocre kind of, you know, because, you know, they don't want to deal with what comes with all this beauty, like having a, this, this beautiful chick, like, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, she's, yeah, she's going to be, in, she, she's going to be, in, she, she's going to be, enticed and she's going to be tempted by way more than what the average man can stand she's going to be tempted all the time yeah that's so insecure though um mm -hmm. and then to me it ain't no winning Halle Berry and Beyonce didn't got cheated on come on like you know it just deals with the character of the man you know what I mean and saying that I don't know I just don't buy yeah, it. But this is the truth. Like, that's a thing but this is true like, like, I mean it's men I'm telling you men uh, See, the ugly man, ones man. will get you too you they know, will. The end, they will. You they they will. Get you. They will. You know. You 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 know. Uh, 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 you know they. You, uh, you know they will. You know and um and to be in a situation with a woman that thinks she's attractive and don't have you know the moral compass that you know that she may have presented to you. You know. So when you invested you know, your time and your money and building this woman, you know, and building this life together. And she goes out and she, and she cheats. It's the, so, so the thing is like, you know, men take just as much of a risk, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I think it's both it's, it's risk involved on both ends, but you know, right here, you're talking about, uh, morality and not lifestyle. And like, you know, because his he was working, let's say in this scenario, he was working, building his brand, doing his thing and recovering. You know, if he's working and he's got money, he can get another woman. You no, know, no, no, let me stop. A woman that. who ain't been working 
yeah she can find a man but we ain't the same like you say we ain't built we ain't saying all women we ain't built like that and it no. ain't that easy to build your life with somebody so if you was the consistent factor working you stand to have that in a patriarchal society you stand to have the benefit that's the difference the power is not neutral the man has the power in this world it is set up for him to exceed succeed he has male privilege right. sexism works him so we are not and then earning capability of women we earn way less than men so we will not be able to be on equal footing when it comes economically and if the risk is more associated with her economically she stands to have the biggest risk in that area and he no. stands to recover faster no unless he was in love i disagree i totally disagree economically you can't you can't you cannot not Big good. Can Did I you hear that? all of those big words that she was saying? Right. Like, your arm. That means that's... she's right. Period. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your honor. Hey, hey, your honor, Joan. I'm start calling you your honor. You're gonna have to be the judge in this case, cause I'm talking about cause. I'm talking about cause. Listen, cause I'm gonna plead my case, cause no, I because first of all, the power of woman. See, first of all, you ain't finna uh, snatch away the, the power of women. Women are so powerful. Women, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we ain't talking about that. We no, know that. no, you're going to let me plead we my talking case. talking about a system. Magic. I'm talking about a system right. of and oppression we talk about a and system. a system that's set up. Not right. a woman in our essence, in our Now, we've been talking about a system. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, in that system, you're talking about. It is how much power a woman got in that system. Because you send a man to work in that system. You, you know what I'm saying? So, and when you decide you're going to break them down, when you gonna, his dad is sending. Now, when you decide you're going to break them down, you decide you're going to cheat on them, such such, and you crush his whole world. See, men are more, uh, uh, all got this. men are more, all got this. Men, men can't take what women can, can, can take. We are way more, uh, um, like when we break up, we done. So we you know we we done. Women can pull themselves back together. So when you break, so so when you break that man, he can't go to work right. He end up losing his job. That's why men uh commit they kill themselves more than women. Because a woman leave a man, you know that man like to kill himself. He can't go to work. He'll never be the same. He's broken. Like you know what I mean. And it's usually gonna take multiple women. That's why men get uh this thing as dog. It's usually gonna take multiple women to bring this man back together to help this man come together. A woman can pull herself back together by herself. Um, but it's gonna take Ooh, multiple look at women. That old superwoman. Huh? Ooh, we just a race of wonder women. Yeah, we just a race of wonder women. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. But I would real quick though, big goo. So impervious to pain. But, okay. I hate this. I hate this narrative that women are so resilient and strong and blah 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 they just move forward broken you know they just they, they just continue and they're still just as broken as a man and i you don't even know half the time when people break up and get divorces the man is always the one to get remarried first he can't move that's why you're making my point yeah but you said oh, he's so broke up he needs so many women to put him back together it do like, like humpty dumpty dumpty fell off the wall no <laughs> yeah. That man be like, a, hey, man, gonna take all the king knights and all the king men. No, baby, a black woman can be broken and cry on the street, and 50 people walk past her. Nobody cares about our tears. Okay, what? nobody cares about our tears. No, 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 no. Um, and you know, that's just like even one of the arts leaders. I'll give an example or arts organization led by a white man, he can fundraise. We need the money to do this. He can draw drop tears and everybody feel like, oh, the man is crying. He if that black woman get that job and drop one tear to fundraise, and we need look at she, oh my God, she's breaking apart. We can't trust her. She has no strength. She has no, she can't even use a tear to move anybody to raise a dang on dime or do anything. She doesn't even have that. She can't even use that to do the same thing that a person can be in a male and not even being a male, but being a white male, then you would think, oh, men not supposed to cry. No, they can cry and use it to their advantage. We can cry and it can be looked at as the biggest weakness we could ever have. So the same thing, but because we supposed to be strong, that same there, oh, y'all can pick yourselves up together. We're not supposed to be emotional in certain settings and it works against us Man, in so, so many ways. So the very thing you're applauding us for isn't a dream because that's one of the very things that also works against us. Let us cry to tell a man to stay with us and see if he stay. That'll never be the thing that gets him to stay. Not our tears. Can I interject real quick? I, 
I'm sorry, Big Goo. I don't want to cut you off. Okay, I want to interject real quick. Um, Lee, can we set the stage just to, just for the next kind of line of our discussion? Are you mm -hmm. single? Um, yes, I am. I'm unmarried. Unmarried. Okay. So okay. there was one thing. <laughs> no, because it's really important. That was it's not really you. Important. Boy, that was funny. That was comedy. <laughs> she she said, is unmarried. Uh, Therefore, she is single. Okay. Okay. It's same for you and same for me. Everybody on this call, if they are not married, they are single. You might not be available, but you're still technically single. You check the single box. Anyways, so what I was going to say, Lee, is that like when we were talking earlier, you said something that I found to be really powerful. And then I also was talking to Big Goo earlier. So I'll start off by talking first about Big Goo because he was saying basically, like, how do we know if we are meeting our match per se? And so back in the day, our elders used to say, like, find someone who you're equally yoked with. Right. Mm -hmm. And that I mean, that's something I don't think you can't meet no black person that don't know or ain't never heard one of the elders ask them or talk to them about being equally yoked. I and so one. I swear to God, I just met one when I mentioned it to them. They didn't know. And they black. And it's somebody who I was dating. Ain't that Ooh. funny? But anyway. Yesterday? Mm -hmm. Yesterday? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, 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 okay. So. Hey, so. Um, the filth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a little bit about being equally yoked because what he. So some people look at it from a financial perspective. Right. Um, some people looked at like look at it like if you ain't on the same level as me, then we're not equally yoked. Some people look at it uh, from a religious perspective. If we don't mm -hmm. have the same beliefs and morals and so forth and so on, then we're not equally yoked. And then, um, you know, I mean, now, no, no. While people aren't really saying it, I still think it applies whether how you can think about compatibility in kind of the level of you and your potential spouse. And so I wanted to ask you, what were your thoughts on the concept of being equally yoked? And do you feel like those, um, those, those kind of that age old principle still applies today? I think, um, I think equally yoked to me is mindset. Um, you know, in, in, a, in another way, I think it's just a way to say like, you know, and, and mindset, you know, or even some places, like you said, it's spirit set, it's goal set. Um, so whatever that is that you could share um, with each other and also just finding some common ground, you know. Um, so what is that thing that you have as your through line that y'all can move on together that y'all really strongly agree on? You know, what is the spine of the relationship? You know, what is that thing that y'all both like? click and that's what makes it what it is i feel like so to me that's what they're saying and in this day and age you know back in the day the parents would decide or some cultures today still in india the parents decide and match you right they say like this parent this mm -hmm. parent we've decided this is your match because they know they have an ancient old way of silk you know sifting through what the thing is that threads them that makes them a good match and that's still mm -hmm. in their culture to this day they don't right. it don't all apply in africa it used to be that same thing the family would say hey and they would put y'all together because they they were thinking about the entire community it, a marriage was not a selfish i love you and you make me feel like this kind of thing it was about the community the village the whole economy is set to benefit off of this union so it's mm -hmm. not about you. So over here, we don't let white folks in TV dictate what marriage is to us and what that's supposed to be. We don't even have a clue what it means to really be united and what it means for the larger whole, other than men digging hard and she know how to lick it, you know, at the, at the end of the day. And he can pay to be a good, he rich and oh, he popular and he got the gold chain on and he got, it's so much just out of the way. You know, well, and that I don't know. Was big or what? I don't know what. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> what now? I don't know. If that was that I don't know. If, I don't know. If that oh was no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. What do you mean? How you? Uh, first of all, that you. He's I mean, a distraction. Okay. Yeah, he is distracting <laughs> me from my point. I'm about to <laughs> drive it home. But I'm just saying. So 
now when you so to me as you ask me that question i'm sifting in the past you know the present where we are how to get back ourselves and what does it mean and i have to say i really don't have the answer i say all of that to say i'm trying to find what that means for me in this day knowing all of what i know right sometimes i feel like i know too much and then i don't know enough to actually understand what this institution and and it means for us to come together or this relationship um mm -hmm. and where we what is the thing that we meet on other than uh me knowing which is selfish i believe in a sense what i want but if i want in my wants that our union is so beautiful that everybody who's around us benefits that's one of them. now will a man ever be talking about oh our union and everyone benefits i don't know if i find a man that's gonna think about it the way that i think about it <laughs> but i have to sift through enough that we get along with with because mm -hmm. he's never gonna think like me so i don't mm -hmm. know yeah, we, we're gonna put that in the parking lot too know, i think i think too deeply about it yeah no it's, it's interesting though i love ev everything you said i love it all but and I get I get mad. <laughs> big goo is like ah. yeah. We don't want to put that in the parking lot face. too. Look at big goo face. Wait, let's let's just talk about that. Okay, but I want to listen to D before I stop watching uh, his face for no. Because so the, the one thing I wanted to say, which what you said, which was really interesting, and it's um it's about a mindset, right? So I'll share a personal story. So someone, one of my elders, I won't say how we're related, but one of my elders, like literally the whole everybody knew that her husband was like in these streets you know what i'm saying for the lack of a better mm -hmm. term and this is growing up in, in my adolescence and seeing you know one of the few married couples that we were related to and that's what i saw was that her husband was a philanderer or whatever and he was mm -hmm. he was in these streets and i remember one time we went to do something and this was like a rare time where i got to have one-on-one -on -one time with her and she said the one thing that people need to understand when they get married is what the their spouse thinks marriage is because some people look at marriage as like i'm a man I, as a husband i need to provide for my family i need to teach my kids and i need to make sure that you know all these other things are met she's like but some of them don't think that that includes commitment they don't think that that includes affection and love for them Oh, she didn't. Oh, yeah, she didn't eat that somehow. Um, I think her um phone may have died if she didn't have it plugged up. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's another thing in relationships. You got to stay plugged up. You got to stay plugged up to the source. <laughs> you got to stay plugged. You got to stay plugged up to the source. You know. You know what I'm saying? You got. Man, but for real, a lot, a lot, it's a, it's a lot of people that's in relationship. They don't have a power source that they plug up to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know. So that's, but that's just, what I'm saying. But where is it coming from, Magic? Is it the community? Of course, it's God. I think. But then, is it the community? It could be. Like, what are you plugged it, it into could. more than y'all yourself? right so you know so it was you know it was like i was gonna get back to it cause i made no guy you know guy you said you know guy you looked at the act of marriage now and especially in our culture as selfish and that was very, very intriguing to me because for you say it's a selfish act now you know because it didn't used to be that because you say you know back over in africa whatever you were saying that they married for the benefit of everyone and um and that's strong because you know what uh you know um will you meet a person but you know, I I don't I don't I don't I don't know if you'll meet a person but that that's like that especially because you know because I don't know I might be the last one standing you know the guru that that you know I only bond for the benefit of everyone I only mm -hmm. you know so that's what I do uh. You know, um, here she go. And mm -hmm. So I only bond for the benefit of every, you know, everyone. And when I was in a situation that then that, you know, um, and I noticed the situation that I was in, it was destroying everything and everyone around me. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was. So that's when I knew how much power a relationship has when I started, you know, 
uh, uh, friends when I started having friends to, you know, to disappear when uh, I started having friends that would choose sides and, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, it was crazy. Like I said, oh, this relationship affected too many people. And it's not affecting them in a good way. So moving forward, and in my next one, um, I was like, you know what? I want to make sure I'm in a relationship that benefits other people. So, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that you probably, you know, I don't say, you know, I was just joking saying you won't find nobody, but, you know, I don't think they may not be able to articulate it in the way that you articulate it. But I think, you know, most people that's got a moral compass want to benefit people around them in a good way. Yeah, no, I like what you said, because it it can like you've been through an experience where it's been like you can see the power of it tearing people down. And it's literally unions that happen that tear families apart. I mean, I'm directing the play Romeo and Juliet right now. You know, just even some the love tear. These two families are already torn apart. The love couldn't even join them apart. But maybe the deaths did bring them back. We don't even know the end of the story. But it's very important what you do, even if you're with an abusive person and um, they and they marry somebody and then isolated and then you falling out with your siblings because a person abusing you and they trying to protect you and everybody's all involved in the drama. So when we talk about equally yoked. It's easier to talk from the end, the standpoint of what it feels like when it's not the case <laughs> versus, you know, really understanding uh, what that means. Uh, so, uh, uh, D, so, yeah, we were just talking about magic, picked up the conversation on the fact of like the community benefiting from, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, from a union and people not thinking about it that way. Yeah. Right. And I mean. And I love that you shared that because I know we oftentimes talk from the perspective as as a woman, right? I mean, all the time, right? We're talking from our perspectives and we don't realize like that some men, certain men, and probably a smaller percentage of men actually understand the bigger picture. And so what you shared as far as like looking at it from the perspective of how many people could we impact? by this relationship is powerful because like there's people in my in my family who've been married for years and we look at them like we when we talk about marriage we'd be like well you know they've been married for such and such that it matters for us because we don't see it as often yeah we don't Mm -mm. or the failure of a marriage does have the ability to impact more than just the people in that relationship and their children you know i think the success uh 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 of a relationship in all aspects, whether it's friendship, what it affects so many things. Um, so especially when it comes to something that's supposed to be so sacred and guarded as a marriage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a sensitive, your marriage is very sensitive. Uh, it's like playing uh, Operation. You remember the game Operation? I played it, I played it three, I played it four days ago. Hey, so, <laughs> you know, so when, so, so that's the mindset you have to be in like a lot of times if you want to handle a person with care if you want to handle your relationship with care you have to Mm -hmm. pretend like you're playing that game operation when you're going in to have a conversation when you respond to something you got to pretend like you're playing operation you ain't got that much room for that end you know um so if you can stay in that mindset of understanding hey when i have this conversation I'm just trying to get in there and get the funny bone out without touching the sides. Like, you know what I mean? And guess what? And we know you probably going to touch the side. And see, thank you for bringing that up because I have to hold myself accountable because I've been single, you know, for a long time in my life, um, more than I have been in relationships. And although I'm in my 40s, I, I have to admit I'm immature in relationships because I made a choice to be a single mother for my son. And I knew every man that came along was going to get all my smoke because I, he was so precious to me that anything you did could and will, and you touch that one, you come in for that funny bone and you touch the side, your chance over. Turn, go to somebody else. Or guess what? Turn, go to nobody else. Matter of fact, let me take this thing off and unplug the battery so I can perform this surgery myself with all the concentration and all my energy. Nobody else gets to be in this game, but me and him. You know what I mean? And now it's like, oh, I'm in a place where like, oh, and this was like, 
oh, you, I might as well have been like, I'm going to get you sucking, come out of prison with the doggone goldfish. I'm walking down the street. Yeah, I'm ready to date. Ain't got a tool in sight. Ain't got a tool in sight to just set me up for success to get back into this game. But because I know I want to get back into the game, the last two years, I've spent a lot of time on myself. I've got I had a therapy I had for, you know, a year. Then I've, I've been working with a visualization coach for over a year, just visualizing my life. Because what I learned, too, is no shade to anybody in my family. But I've learned that the tools do not exist in the folks who in whom taught me they taught me enough to get what i've gotten and survive and gave me those tools but the nuance of relationship and vision in my life in the way that i want to go they're not within my circle like that you i have to mm -hmm. seek professional help from people who do that um to support me you know in that way so that i can be a better person but anyway to your analogy what i have to learn is that going in for the charlie horse if you know about the op game operation mm -hmm. charlie horse is one of the hardest ones to get out and because you know the value of the charlie horse you know it's not even that high in the game if you look at it but getting the skill that it takes to get the charlie horse out of that game you got to be real skilled to do it and how are people going to get skilled if they don't have an opportunity to make mistakes you know you can make mistakes and still be great and i think if I can trust your heart and I know your heart, when we talk about being equally yoked, heart to heart, if our hearts are there, if I know your heart, then I can forgive you. Cause I know you're not trying to do anything to harm me. You proved to me that you really care about me and you really want me to be successful, but you got your stuff and I got mine. If I can trust that part, then you can, eh, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's, oh, you know what I mean? I ain't die, but I know you trying to get to, the best thing for us, then I'll have a little bit more grace. So, Lee, we, we only have like five minutes, four minutes left. I wanted to just ask you, just because you shared that from a personal perspective. So if you're looking back, you're in your 40s now. If you're looking at, mm -hmm. back at your 20-year-old self or the age that you were when you had your son and, you, and you, when you became single parenting your son, what would you tell yourself? I think I would tell myself that um, because I have such a high standard of uh, excellence in, in so many things, um, I still wouldn't say take no wooden nickels, you know, and I can still reflect back on people who I have come in contact with. Maybe that were wonderful. It's like one dude in particular. I think he was wonderful in my life, you know, who I, who I really didn't give a chance to. Uh, I was very defensive um, and untrusting. I would just say to myself, like, ease, ease up, ease up, ease up off. It's okay. It's okay. Someone is going to make a mistake other than you. You have to allow other people to make mistakes too. You know, um, so that would be, you can make mistakes and still be great at the end of the day. And so can and they too. Do you feel like therapy was the path that helped you to realize that you need, you know, like being able to speak that to your younger self? Do you mm -hmm. feel like it, it, it's something that people just should be therapy able to figure time. out? Therapy and time. Therapy time, experience, you know, um, and also, yes. And I, I think I would say more than it, just therapy, like my, um, that was a part of it, but like um, other coaching that I've received that's like knowing it's important to know all the ways in which I'm winning. I was in such a place of lack at the time. And I think that's what men don't understand sometimes because I, and, and, and Big Goo, we talked about this before, you know, like I, I had an issue with men looking at my body and wanting to just possess my body and not wanting to fool me. You know, I could see right through, I know too much. I feel like I'm dang near psychic. So I feel like um, residue from the future resides in me. That's my gift. I make decisions. I get paid for making decisions and for my foresight and intuition. That's my biggest gift to the world. At the end of the day, if you ask me something, I can really go there and like go. So imagine me bringing that into relationship. That's why my son couldn't get away with that. So I'm not one of them people you can get away with some stuff with. You better come with the truth. And once I know that the truth is not there because the way I'm building, I'm made, you're never going to get that trust from me. Once I have got your number, you cannot fool me. Then that's the problem is then because you cannot fool me, you don't get to grow. Because hey, you know I will see you where you are. You know so that was from allowing you to grow. 
because I could see you, right? More than I could see myself. And I, once I make that assessment, you, you're, you're, you're a deficit for me. You're not, you're not profit, you're loss. And so I feel like um, learning how to use that in a way that I couldn't just go straight for the negative. And, and believe me, I would know that about you and never give you the chance by not communicating that with you. I will only know it in here. So I wouldn't have an adult conversation. Say, you know, when you do that, um, that made me feel this way. And it makes me think that in the future, this will happen And this. So and have a conversation with someone. When you say you have feelings for me, what does that mean for you? Because now I'm plugging in that to me, having feelings for me, that's weak. Like it really don't mean that strong for me. So now I have to ask, how does what does that mean to you when you say that to me? So I learn how to interact and have questions versus like jumping in to what I think someone thought and going into the future and doing a mathematical equation and seeing failure. Um, so anyway, that's just how I'm built. So but at least I know saying, myself now. But you're basically saying you could have given grace to certain people. Who deserves to it. myself first? Uh-huh. I had to get it to myself first and know. And then I could give it to other people. But I wasn't that's given the tools to be able to understand it. And that's just a whole no whole another long story and how I was growing up, growing up in the South and being domesticated into, you know, Southern shade. People be nice to you. They really not being nice to you at all. You know, they mm -hmm. say, hey, have another piece. And you know better than to take another piece. So I mm -hmm. learned, you know, you learn not to trust what people offer you, what they ask you and what they really mean. So all of this distrust and mistrust that was also in my life, too. So I had to suss through all of that, too. So I wouldn't have been good for anyone to me mm -hmm. at that young age because mm -hmm. um, of all of the things that I had. I could have been with somebody and been divorced by now. Maybe twice. I would have been divorced twice. Hey, um, you know, I'm going to tell you, um, I think you should watch some episodes of Andy Griffin. Um, and if, uh, you know, kind of Barney Fife had the same intuition that you have, like that was his gift <laughs> to the world. Um, so, you know, he can see all this stuff before it happened. And thank God for Andy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank God for Andy. Oh, don't you do me. Don't you do me. Don't you hey. do me on him. Hey. Don't you come. Don't you come for me. I didn't hey. send for you now. Hey, so, you know, <laughs> and you know, Andy, you that's my role. Me. You know, I'm like the Andy. Don't you do it. You know, you know, I'm like Andy Griffin and that, you know what I mean? Um, but Barney Fife had the same intuition, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he can see all these things and he can add them all up together and he equal, you know, that was, that, that's what Born and Fife used to do. And so uh, we definitely got a term term for it and we call it fifing. Um, <laughs> we call it fifing. And, um, you know, so. I'm a fifer. I'm a fifer. Right. I, I was a fifer. <laughs> you so, know, um, sorry. I, Go ahead. I don't interrupt your thought. Go ahead. No, I mean, Jamila, it's been such a pleasure having you on. It's an hour has gone by so fast, but I really think we should definitely have you back because there were some things that I wanted to talk about as far as like black people and the arts and black love and and, and the storytelling mm -hmm. around it. There's more kind of like your sweet spot as far as like what you do professionally. So maybe there's an opportunity to explore that in a future um, podcast. But you have been a jewel. Thank you for being transparent and just being open and giving it to us real. Because I know both me and Big Goo tend to hold back at times just be, just for the sake of like not going head to head combat. <laughs> and uh, Well, y'all didn't tell me if it wasn't no cussing on here, if it wasn't no using <laughs> no words or anything as I was in the middle nah, of something. We like independent. Well, you did a little editing. Nah, we independent and black on. We just make sure that um, you know, we just make sure that you know, um, you know, the whole overall goal for us is just to make sure that when somebody do watch, they do get something to walk away with. You know, we're not, you know, how the message is delivered, how does it come? You know, we don't get to control that. We don't, we don't try to control that. We just try to just be a source to where a message can come through here. And if we and if it comes through, in which I believe it did today on multiple levels, I think we did our job. 
Absolutely. So, so well, y'all union is making the world better. Let me say that y'all union oh, on here, y'all uh, work, y'all work union is making the world better. It's, a, it's good for the community. It's good for the world. So I definitely can support that. Thank you. We really appreciate that. So if people want to find you and inbox you and ask you for advice or whatever it may be, <laughs> where would you like us to direct them? Oh, oh, they can find me on um, Camila underscore, underscore speaks on Instagram and then just Camila, that's K-A-M-I-L-A-H underscore speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S at, on Instagram and just Camila Long on uh, Facebook. But yeah, if you do, uh, I mean, I don't know what I can tell you, uh, but whatever, but uh, you know, whatever you, if you don't, don't be trying to ask for my number to talk to me. Uh, like that. But if you got some questions that really are pertinent to seeking uh, therapy or advice or um, a way to get to yourself every day, the precious time I was telling you about early and I know it's time to go. Um, about I know we, got, we didn't time, get to touch um, that. Practice yeah. that I have. Um, I will come back on there and talk about the precious time practice and what that means and how it's been so beneficial um, to me in my life. So yeah, it's Let been a journey, us, man. Close us out. Close yeah, us out. So, with so hold on. That's okay. Right. So uh, hold. That's what I'm gonna do. Hold on. Uh, so um, hold on. Thanks, everybody, and see you next week.